Hello, my friends. For many people, financial stewardship isn't just about smart financial decisions. They also want to allocate their resources in a way that is consistent with their values and their religious principles. Revo Financial brings biblical wisdom to the financial planning and investment process. Whether planning for retirement or college, for a first-time home or special charitable or estate strategy, Revo Financial will come alongside you and help you define your financial goals and establish a plan to reach them. For more information or to set up a complimentary one-on-one appointment, visit RevoFinancial.com or call 918-336-7877. Revo Financial. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Northfield Radio Program with your host, Caleb Gordon. I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee. We are loving this fabulous fall-like weather, and they have the perfect hot beverages to complete your day. Check them out at outpostcoffeeco.com. You won't regret it. Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Northfield Radio Program. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. So excited that you're here with me this week. Goodness gracious, what? I mean... Time feels like it's flying by, man. We're we're coming up on on Thanksgiving. We're coming up on all the things that uh, are all holiday related, and man, it's such a great thing. I love the feeling of fall. I love this season. This is probably my favorite season of the, uh, of, of the year. Uh, just that I just love it. Thanksgiving. I mean, it's my birthday month, but it's also uh, just a time for us to reflect and just reflect on how good God has been to us. How good he's been to us as a nation, how good he's been to our families, our churches, all the things that are, you know, despite all the crazy that is in America right now, uh, it's still the best place to live. I can't think of any place I'd rather live than right here where I'm at. And so I just, that idea of being thankful. But there's there's a lot of people that during this season, they they get a weight of, of just uh, frustration. I mean, have you ever felt that kind of weight. I mean, you've had moments where you just feel exhausted from life. Moments where you, where there's really nothing left but just I want to scream. <laughs> um, like, have you ever tried to make certain things happen and they didn't, and you just ran out of steam, and you just finally said, "Man, I, I just I, I'm done. I'm done with life. I'm done with the stuff around me. I'm done with the you know the people in my life. I'm just done." Uh, I think we've all been there at some point in some uh, aspects of our lives where we just feel like we're just we're done with everything. And if you read the story uh, in Genesis chapter 32 about Jacob, I mean, here's here's this guy. Uh, Jacob's been running from his past. Jacob, his name, the name Jacob means supplanter or deceiver. And so he's he's deceived his brother. Uh, he stole a blessing. He he's not. Uh, in a in a in a good spot with his family, he's lied, he's cheated, he's stolen, uh, he's done all these things. Needless to say, he's not getting invited to the Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner on a regular basis. He's probably not even getting a Christmas card. <laughs> uh, instead of pressing into God and attempting to find God's grace, I mean, he's been trying to fix it himself. Uh, if you read that, he just he's been 
he's been trying to figure out how to how to work this thing for himself and try to figure out how I can make this thing a reality and make this thing work on my own. How many of us have done that exact same thing where we we push and we push and we push and we think, man, I got this. I can figure it out. I can make this thing happen on my own. I don't have to worry. I got the resources. I got the ability. I got the talent. I've got the I've got the clout. I can make all these things happen. And so Jacob's in the same boat. Jacob does this huge thing and he he tries to figure this out on his own and he's just coming up empty over and over and over and over again he keeps coming up empty instead of pressing into god and attempting to find god's grace in these moments he's tried to fix it on his own and he's he's following after his own sinful nature and it isn't exactly <laughs> working out for him but isn't that exactly the way human Human beings, we as humanity, always attempt to do things. We, we try to fix our own problems. We try to insert our own, our own self-effort. And how many times is that? that just does, it doesn't work. Not in God's eyes. It doesn't work. Well, the moment where Jacob was totally transformed came in Genesis 32. He takes his family, uh, starting in verse 22, takes them across the river. And he took them and he sent them in verse 23 across the stream and everyone else that had been with him. And Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the break of day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched the socket, his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the day is broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And then he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have have striven with God and with men, and you have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Penel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. So this moment where he, he begins to, like all night, he wrestles with God. Like this is a physical confrontation. Face to face, Jacob wrestles with God. And and he he doesn't. He doesn't give up. He just he he pushes in. And sometimes I think we don't want to wrestle with the with the things of God because they feel too weighty or they feel just you know exhausting. But this is the thing: is Jacob didn't 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 give up. He he persisted and he he kept pressing in. He kept going further. He kept going further. And as a result of that, um, you know, God finally says, "Okay, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you." And <laughs> Here's the thing. God could have, like, this was Jesus himself. Jacob is wrestling Jesus himself face to face. And he could have easily, God could have easily destroyed Jacob. He's trying to teach, this is a teachable moment. He's trying to teach him, listen, you've been a, you've been a deceiver. You've been a, a supplanter. You've been a, a, a liar, a thief, an adulterer. You've been all these things. You've been a, you've been wicked. And I'm, I'm trying to show you what it looks like to follow me and to pursue me. And so, and honestly, the reason Jacob's, lives, Jacob's life was transformed was not because um, he worked really hard at things. It, it's that God finally said, okay, I'm going to show you. 
I'm going to show you what this is. Um, God shows up and he begins to press into his life and it gets, it gets violent. <laughs> I mean, he touches this, the, the, the socket of his hip and dislocates it. And from that point on, he's got a limp. He walks with a limp for the rest of his life. Man, we, but he's, but he's, <laughs> he's wounded. He's got a wound there, but it, it causes him to rely on God. He's no longer relying on his self-made uh, ability to be able to talk himself out, his silver tongue, all these things. He's not, he's not trying to, he, he doesn't have that anymore. He's got he's to lean in and press into who God is. And, but when it comes to sin, here's the thing. This is the thing, God, when God exposes sin, God's ruthless at, at exposing and drawing sin out of our lives. I mean, look what happened as, as a result of God showing up in Jacob's life. Jacob receives redemption. Like, yeah, like there's that, there's that moment where his, 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 the hip of his, uh, or the socket of his hip is, is dislocated. But as a result of this, as a result of the pain of sin being drawn out of him, like he's, he's been given redemption and he gets a name change. God says, you're no longer going to be the supplanter. You're no longer going to be the deceiver. You're going to be known as Israel, the one who walks with God. Ah, man, I love that. You're, the, you're no longer the supplanter. You're the one who walks with God. I think of uh, uh, verse 28 says, then your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with, with men and you have overcome. I think of the, you know, I think of the song Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I can see. Because here's the thing, when God shows up, when God shows up, things change. And Jacob was weak, and he'd been trying to find answers, but, but he was looking for the answers in all the wrong places. He was, he was looking for the blessing in all the wrong spots. And what's so amazing is that God has the answer. He had the answer the whole time. All Jacob needed to do was repent. All Jacob needed to do was get right with the Lord. And, and God shows up. And at just the right time, he reveals the error of Jacob's ways. And he brings redemption and gives him a new name. He says, you're no longer that deceiver. You're the man who walks with God. This is good news. This is the gospel. This is what we celebrate at the holidays, like Christmas and, and things of this nature. We, we, we celebrate this. Jesus came into the world to seek and to save that which was lost. He shows up at just the right time he shows up. I think of Romans chapter 5, um, starting in verse 6. and just this It's a powerful passage. For while we were weak... And at just the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. But God shows us his love. For in while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved from, saved by him from the wrath of God. That's Romans chapter 5, verses 6, and then skip it down to verse 8 and 9. God's in the business of changing people's names. Like that's, that's the beauty of what we do. As, as preachers of the gospel, as, as heralders of the gospel, the good news of who Jesus is. Like, Jesus Christ is in the business of changing people's names. He's in the business of taking people that were liars and thieves and adulterers. I mean, look at the Bible. 
How many of the disciples were liars and thieves and, and, and scoundrels? And God takes them and he changes their names. He takes them from a sinful set and turns them into a, a glorious, redeemed, forgiven saint. Like that is good news. That's, that's something to be thankful for, to move, be moved from a surplanting, wicked individual and be moved into a, a, a setup of, God, I want to follow you. I'm going to know you and I'm going to pursue you. Like from, from being an enemy of God to being a friend of God, like that's glorious. That's the good news. That's, we, we need to stop trying to change our own names and we just need to start because it, it's not going to work. We need to start. God needs to change our names. We don't change our own. We, we, man, that's crazy. God's in the business of changing names. Stop trying to change your name because it won't work. The time for your name change could be today. Like this very moment that you're listening to this broadcast, you could be like, man, what What do you mean? Now, I, I, how do I get a name change? What do I need to do? The answer you've needed all along is standing right in front of you. His name is Jesus. He's the one who offers the hope. He's the one who saves. He's the one who redeems. He's the one who sets things right. He's the one who makes all things new. And you've been sitting there wondering and asking the question, where do I find grace? Where do I find forgiveness? Where can I find hope? Like 2020, man, we're looking, we're looking for hope in 2020. Think about it, man. We're looking for hope. Like we're trying to find the answers to in 2020. Nobody's got answers. Everybody's searching, man. Where do we find the right answers? Jesus has been standing there the entire time. Jesus has been standing here the entire time. And I, I can't say it any better than Mark did, Mark chapter 1, verse 15. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. <laughs> I love that. Like, the time is fulfilled. We're here. It's here. Your time is now. The time to follow and know Jesus Christ is now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not, like, Stop. If you're driving your car, if you're listening to this on a podcast, if you're wherever setup you are listening to, if you hear the sound of my voice, listen to what, what Mark says. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Like we're on the precipice. We're on the precipice of this thing. So what does Mark tell us to do? Repent and believe. Repent and believe. That is, that's what has to happen. You want to follow Christ? Repent and believe. Repent of your sins and believe in the power and the name of Jesus Christ. Like that's what ja- that's what Jacob did. Jacob repented. He's done. It's over. God changed his name. You're no longer a deceiver. You're one who walks with God. Now, wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be something to be thankful for this season? Is that God changes your name from somebody who is a deceiver and a surplanter and someone who who does his dead level best to mess stuff up. He changes your name from that to the one who walks with God. <laughs> now, as I'm sitting here thinking about that, man, this, this is just, this is good news. This is glorious news that God would would tell us that he loves us, that he shows us that he loves us, and he changes our name. Like, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's the hope of the gospel. That's the glorious hope of the gospel right there, is that we would have our names changed. Woo! How incredible, how amazing, how beautiful is that, that we'd have our 
move from that into having our names changed. Woo, son. And if you remember the story of Jacob and Esau, um, Jacob stole his brother's blessing from his father, uh, lied and deceived and, and, and took that. And if you keep reading over and you go to Genesis 33, um, he'd been he'd been being chased by his brother for quite a time. And he thought, man, I'm going to die. Uh, he's going to kill me because I, I robbed him of his blessing. I'm going to destroy him. God redeems him. And then the confrontation happens in chapter 33 with uh, Jacob and Esau. Uh, starting in verse 1, And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming with 400 men that were with him. So he divided up his children among Leah and Rachel and they and the two female servants. And he put the servants with their children. And in front of them, Leah and her children and Rachel and Joseph. Uh, last of all, he himself went on before them, bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. So seven is a, is a number of completion or a number of, of perfection. So he's he's showing, listen, I, I'm, I'm humbling myself in this moment. Uh, and so he's expecting for he's expecting to die. Like he's made his peace with the Lord. Uh, God's changed his name, and he's expecting. Man, I'm I'm done. I'm over. How many of you guys have ever expected? Man, I've I've been exposed. Uh, it's over. I'm done. Like it's it's done. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go down hardcore. And then all of a sudden, verse four cha- uh, of chapter thirty three comes into play. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept together guys this is the power and the beauty of the good news of what jesus can do jesus can redeem jesus can set relationships right like he can fix all things like there's nothing our god cannot do (laughs) i think that our god is so big so mighty so strong there's nothing he cannot do like that's i think of that song and, and like that's the power of who we serve. Like that's the power of the God that you and I serve. The time is now. God's in the business of changing names. God's in the business of of redeeming and reconciling and setting people right and putting them in a, in a right relationship with Him. And that like, He has that power. He takes a treasonous human being like me. A person that commits treason against the God of the universe by my sin. And he he dies on the cross. He sheds his blood on the cross for me. And as a result of that, now I am made right. I'm justified. Romans 5. Back to Romans 5. Uh, we're told in Romans 5 that we have been justified by What's it say? Therefore, since you've been justified by faith, we have peace with the Lord Jesus Christ. Where sorry, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we've also obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Like now that that's it. Like that's the glory, that's the beauty of this whole thing, is is we've been justified. You say, well, why is that a big deal? Why why is being justified a big deal? Because there was a point. If you read down in verse uh, chapter 5, verse 10, for while we were still enemies of God, like there was a point in time when Jacob was an enemy. There was a time and a place when you and I were enemies with God. But now, as a result, no, we're no longer enemies with God. 
We are reconciled to God by the death of his son. That's that's verse 10 of chapter 5 in Romans. Like, you and I were enemies. Like, like uh, that just blows my mind. We're, we were enemies of God. Like, we were at war with God. And we were in a losing, we were on the losing side of this thing. Like, we were not, there's no part of me like, you know what, I got this. I can take God down. In our foolishness, we think we can do this. Satan does the same thing. He thinks he can take God out. But he can't. Like, there's no way. He just can't. (laughs) We were enemies, but as a result of Jesus doing what Jesus did on the cross, shedding his blood, Hebrews chapter 9 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So Jesus, he sheds his blood on the cross for our sins. He dies on the cross for us. He goes into the grave. He's there for three days. He's raised on the third day for our justification. And I've said this on this program before. Justification just means it's a big word for just as if I'd never sinned. It, it looks in God's eyes because of what Jesus did on the cross for me and for you is we're made right. And it's no, it's no, longer, it's no longer me that God sees. It's Jesus that God sees. And so I'm made right because God sees Jesus and me. I'm set right. I'm put in the right standing with God because of Jesus. So therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I am now at peace with a God that I was at once, I was once at war with. I am no longer at war with the God of the universe because Jesus came and he made peace. Oh man, that's good news. Golly, that's incredible, glorious, good fantastic news oh it's so good i also think of uh ephesians chapter two. Ooh, yeah i love this one but god like this is it starts out saying hey you were dead in your trespasses in verse one you walked in those things the course of this world following the prince the power of the air now the son you were part of the sons of disobedience that was me man that was me i was the son of disobedience i was the guy i was the guy who was treasonous and all of a sudden, God steps into the into the equation. What chapter or verse four? But God. So yeah, I was treasonous. I was wicked. I was horrible. But God, being rich in mercy because of His great love with which He has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together it, with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. By grace, you've been saved. That is incredible. That's glorious news. That is, oh, I love it. It's such a good word. The the God of the universe has stepped into our lives and made all things new. He's changed our name. He could be that, like, listen, your name change could be today. I keep harping on that, but man, I want to keep, I've got one message. I've got one message and it's just this. Jesus saves Jesus saved. The, the, the headline of the paper reads, Jesus saved. And I'm just the paper boy throwing it at the feet of your door. Jesus saves. That's it. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. Whoa! Come on! Well, guys, I hope this has encouraged you today. Man, you might be a supplanter, but you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. Let's let's follow after the and, and chase after and know who this God is. Like this is something to be thankful for. I said that I wanted to make this whole month about being thankful. Here it is. I'm thankful that God has saved me. 
that I deserved his wrath, but he loves me and he saves me. Like that's good news. Like that should cause you to feel the same kind of excitement that, that man, you once were a treasonous human being, but God's grace intercedes and forgives you. Whoa, man, let's go. Let's go. Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for all you've given us. Thank you for your grace and your mercy and your power, the power of your word, the sword that it is that just comes in splices and dices. And then you come in and make all things new. Thank you, Jesus, for your power of your word. Guard and protect us this week. Use us for your glory in the places where we go. Help us not be um, anxious for anything, but just everything by prayer and supplication. Help us to just lay everything at your feet. Help us to know you and long for you. We love you in Jesus. We love you so much, Father. I pray all this in your beautiful and precious name. Amen. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of a Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.